Hey everyone, welcome to Bring Your Own Opinion, the bi-weekly podcast where we use documentaries as the basis for our conversations, hosted by me, Miriam and Elijah. Make sure you check us out on bringyourownopinion.com and on Instagram at bringyourownopinion. Right, hold the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while, it's been a little while, sorry for the, sorry for the, 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 the wait, you know, but the wait's worth it, I think. Let's see. I and hope so. I hope the way's <laughs> worth it. My apologies. It's, it's been my fault. I, like, um, so obviously we do this. Every Lies t- just not as dedicated as used to. Oh god! Every two weeks, <laughs> and then I think one week I was ill. Yeah. Um, the second week I was at Glastonbury, so I do not make. I do not apologize for that at all. And parties, eh? Party, hearty, 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 and obviously we're here today. Um, to do another epic episode of the podcast, we've got a kill on the cameras. We're all just we're all just set up, all professional and shit. You get me? <laughs> How are you, Mims? I'm really good, thanks. How have you been over the last I don't know two, three? Well, I've been weeks? fine. You've been. Have f- you recovered from Glastonbury? Yeah, like I lost my voice. I lost my phone. My phone's still gone. Um, I what happened? I was doing the limbo. Hello, your, oh, I was in the limbo, <laughs> and um, yeah, I got too low, and the, cam- the, the, the phone just <laughs> thought, you know what? You need more space, big man. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna sit this one out. See if you can get more leg room. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win at Limbo? Of course I won. I'm, not, I'm like two foot anyways. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't, ain't no one beat me in no, in no Limbo. But no, it was good. Glastonbury was freaking fire. If you've not been, um, I definitely say to go. Here's the fiftieth anniversary. Fiftieth anniversary. I gotta get tickets. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my, that's my motivation for this whole year. October. Or is it October when it comes out and tickets are released? I'm getting myself a freaking ticket. If you were for Glastonbury, you listen to this, shout me because like you can hook me up. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say shout me, I can get you tickets. No, no, like no, 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 no. <laughs> I wish. I need tickets to the 50th, 50th anniversary. I've got like a theory that I think Drake's going to perform next year. And I think if when Drake does cool. when Drake does perform, it's going to be a shutdown. <laughs> Every song's going to be a banger. Yeah. Every song's going to be like, it's going to be like, it's just going to be party central. So we're going to go. You gotta go. You coming? Because I know you want to come this year. Yeah, get me a ticket, Lance. I'm not kidding. You gotta uh, listen. <laughs> I keep telling, I keep, I keep telling everybody, every man and woman for him and herself. Okay, everyone. You tell that to Sam, yeah. Oh, you tell that to Sam. <laughs> you screwed Mims over, Sam. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, today's podcast uh, is on. Um, is my is my pick? Of course, you don't even when you say what it is, people know it's your pick. It's, it's, it's my pick, and um, I don't know how I like fell onto this documentary but i fell onto it um it's about harvey weinstein um the man the myth the legend the the king of hollywood the they legend say. the legend like it's, it's actually quite crazy um and mr king of hollywood who is now dethroned and yeah they sound like the it, fall of the king of the hollywood, fall right? of the king of hollywood um and yes it's basically about his story that story um about a man who ran hollywood um, very successful. A man's got a man that's got eighty-one Oscars to his name. Um, a man that had so much power, mm-hmm. um, and with that power, he used it to sexually um, harass and assault. They say almost a thousand, a thousand women mm. in his time. Um, and it's about you know a, a group of women coming together to tell their story at the right time, mm-hmm. and how that led to um, more women telling their stories um, about him. And then it just started the whole movement of women telling their stories, but not only just about Harvey Weinstein, but of the other, Me Too su- movement, yeah, right. but other successful people who, oh sorry, successful definitely men. Happen, like it happens everywhere, everywhere in, in every, every industry. industry, every industry. I mean, some industries are more notorious than others. Of course, but, of course, yeah. entertainment. You know, yeah. it had to be entertainment for it to. I feel like that's the one industry that 
it could have happened in that it would have mm-hmm. had a bigger impact. Right. Um, simply because you got celebrities that exactly. have, yeah. you know, have... Um, what's they that can't name? even escape it. Yeah, they can't escape it. Um, so, yeah. Like it took someone like Rose McGowan to even... Exactly, to speak up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just... I just felt like it was an interesting uh, uh, topic. It was, I felt like it was an interesting documentary. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've sat down to really, l- like... Obviously, I've read articles, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, especially when it was happening. But you couldn't. It was hard to avoid it, right? Oh, away. yeah, it was everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. Like, I don't think I don't think that year, I think maybe the only thing that year that probably was bigger than that was Trump. And even Trump right. was related to it as well. So, like, it was just, it was just the, like one of the biggest things that happened in yeah. 2017, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is the first time that I sat down to really, 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 really investigate in a, on, a, on a deeper level right. this whole situation. Um and I just found it like quite insightful. It changed some of my opinions that I had in in the past about more of the, the celebrity victims. Um, Why? Well, what did you think before? I just like I you feel didn't feel sorry for no, them. No, no, I felt I felt, I felt <laughs> so sorry for them. I felt so sorry for them. We're going to get in a fight, Elijah. My, no, 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 no. My my only thing with some of the celebrities, like I know, like for example, they said like Greta Pertcher was was a victim. They said mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie was a victim. They, there was like a whole host of celebrity female celebrities that were victims, and I I felt sorry for them. I felt Every, every emotion that you could feel, I felt for them. However, my only thing at the time when it happened, my only thing that I had a little grab about was why didn't these women come out a bit earlier? Right. So because like these women have, like I just felt like these women have been celebrities for such a long time. I don't, I felt like. I still find it hard to understand like what actually made it come out, you know? I know Rose and spoke out, but like, uh, but it what? wasn't only just her though. It was like it was it was for normal women, yeah. like for normal women who. Why did it take that? that, that, that but that, that was my thing. I was like, I understand why an average woman, like an average woman yeah, who works a normal job, wouldn't want uh, wouldn't want to speak mm-hmm. out about it. Like it's it's daunting. He's a big, powerful man. Well, people probably wouldn't believe you. People wouldn't believe you. He's like got, who are you? Oh, you're just bitter because you're not famous. Like he's got X amount of lawyers that are gonna shut you down. Yeah, I, right. I understand, but like I feel like like with Angelina Jolie or Greta Pachu, you're at at a level where you're not no one's not gonna no touch, one you, touch you yeah number one number two people are gonna believe you because you were that popular so mm-hmm. like uh, my grab was my slight grab not big my slight grab was they could have they could have saved maybe they could have saved they could have came out in like 2010 2008 whatever and saved 10 years worth of assault. do you still think that maybe it doesn't matter how famous you are they still had the same I, worries as i agree the, the other women right? i i i agree i agree and i i feel like i think when when i watched it i did think to myself you know what no matter what level of success you're at it's still hard to get mm-hmm. to grips with a situation like that however what i will say is that when you are a celebrity you have a responsibility right and when you know someone's got power and you know it's a, it was an open secret everyone in hollywood knew what he was doing not just the women who were on the come up but like to interns to assistants to he raped like he sexually assaulted a woman that came to an interview who was you know wanting to be a nanny for his child like he was doing it to Mm. everyone so i felt like when you're in that kind of position and you know that okay cool i understand why a woman who just works a normal nine to five who is not a celebrity why she wouldn't want to say anything but like i've got to put it on myself because that woman could be the next victim so that, that was my only slight gripe with the female celebrities who do you think maybe anything? they have a, a tinge of guilt if they had already like worked on movies that he was involved with? Um, I think it's interesting because like, maybe I do, that's wrapped I up do, in it. Too. I do believe there are there's quite a few women who he assaulted that after he he did what he did they still work together. Mm-hmm. Um, you even see pictures of some of them. Also, like Miramax's company is like 
you probably can't like it's hard to avoid it yeah, if you're yeah. in that world you know yeah and i, I, I do okay. kind of have to sign like you pick or choose like your career or yeah yeah i i, I agree you say something i think i don't think it's I'm, my annoyance wasn't with every female celebrity i just felt like the big ones like the angelis right. the the greta the big ones like because like their career isn't in my opinion their career isn't going to be affected that mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to do more to their career then it is gonna harm that always right. gonna harm their career. And they've been so big for such a long time. I just didn't see why it took for like four or five women who normal women, for them to speak up for then everyone else to just jump mm-hmm. on it. Like all the celebrity the big the biggest celebrities to jump on it. I'm happy that they did, don't get me wrong. And I'm not I'm not trying to blame them. I just felt like they could have came out a little bit earlier and saved fifty women, you know. But then again, Think everything happens for a reason. It probably was the right time. Yes, they could have took down Harvey Weinstein down maybe ten years ago, but maybe all the other men that have been exposed might have got t- mm-hmm. got taken. We just don't know, you know. Yeah. We just don't know. So, you know, I, I you know I do believe things happen at the right time. But yeah, that was my only grab at the time. <laughs> that was my only. Grab. What was your, what was your thoughts on the documentary as a as a whole? And yeah, I thought it was good that like to hear from like a lot of those women who aren't famous. Yeah. Because obviously most of the articles and it all all kind of stemmed from celebrities speaking out, but mm-hmm. it was really interesting to hear women from so many different backgrounds speak and tell their story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good because I hadn't really heard of any of those yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and then the part where there was the actual the video. Oh of my god! I think that was the, the part. woman who was trying to yeah, do a deal with him for something, and <laughs> she had turned her laptop camera on. Record and to she, record I, the meeting. The, the thing is, it wasn't like she was trying to catch him. She just wanted to record the meeting, and then yeah, she... that was hard to watch. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. not that like he didn't do well, explain anything. It, explain, explain, explain it for the people who. It don't. was just yeah, she was showing him stuff on the laptop, like whatever she was, like the company she works for, and what she was selling the software or whatever, and um, he's just very close to her and making like innuendos a lot and kind of like touching her on the shoulder and stuff was just. Yeah, and then later on, he's like, yeah, you can come meet me at my hotel bar later on. And then she thought it was like to do like, like closing this deal or whatever, but it was just... I mean, there's one part in the in, in that little scene, because it's, it's interesting because that they're, she's you're watching it, but then they've got cutaways to where she's watching it with you or with the um, mm. presenter. She's talking, the pause of it, and she's telling the presenter how she felt at that moment or what she was trying to do. Um, and uh, you can see that she's, she's not flirting with him, but she is, she's trying to like... The whole time when I was watching that too, I was like, oh, please, I hope she doesn't do anything to... Encourage him. Yeah, exactly. I was like, please, like, because then it's, you know... Do you feel like she friend. encouraged him to a certain extent? I think she appeased him to a certain extent. <laughs> like, she, like, he would, he would ask her, is it okay to flirt? She'd be like, uh, okay, a little bit. Yeah. But like, I understand why she... But she I get that position. It's kind of like, it's a bit of like self-protection and stuff. You yeah. know, you don't yeah. want to be like no like fuck off don't touch me yeah, and like yeah, yeah. ross someone up because he, ultimately they're in a room alone together it's exactly like and, and you have to remember she's trying to win business as exactly. well like she's trying to be yeah. professional as well so she's she's trying to and it is harvey weinstein like exactly big yeah you know big super you know so super millionaire. yeah so she didn't like but well, at one point i was like oh please i hope she doesn't well, do anything to encourage him too much the part the part that really shot me is when he you don't see him do it like you see you see his face, you see him looking at her or look at, looking at her on the screen, but his hands are going up her legs. And she goes, oh. okay, cool, that's a little bit high. Stop, 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 stop. And he like kind of was right in there the second he came in the room. Like, just, you know, oh, you're hugging her, like, yeah. touching her inappropriately. It was, 
like it was just such an eye opener to yeah. be like, raw, like you this is probably like the second time you've met this woman and you feel that you can do what you're doing to her in an office building. It wasn't like they were like at his home in his exactly. home bedroom. They were in an office building, like in his office building. Mm-hmm. He locked obviously he locked the door. He actually I think he told his colleagues yeah, don't come in, don't come well. in. It's just crazy. She must have felt like quite unsafe. Well, I mean, but then that asks, that begs the question, why would she then meet him at a hotel later on? Did she meet him? She she met him. So basically she thought that... But she... She thought it would be in a hotel lobby, which it was initially. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly before she knew it, she was in his hotel room and then he raped her. You mm. know, so... I, I mean, I, and I don't... You cannot blame any of these women for the situations that, mm-hmm. that, that happened. I mean, it, like, it's just... I think the power that that man must have felt that he had to be able to do what he did he's a big physical man he's imposing mm-hmm. um and there's a sense of entitlement as well mm-hmm. like he's entitled to do what he does yeah there's the whole thing they're saying documentary was kind of like an open secret in hollywood yeah. now, that he was the way he was now how what do you again troubles me something. yeah what do you what do you feel about it being an open secret that everyone knew and yet no one and did they had the, he had this like casting couch and all it's just you heard, well everyone you know everyone hears about the cast, casting couch you know everyone it's a it's a, it's a legend for everybody. i still just get back to the point of like how and why did it come out when it did if like if it was such an open secret okay, for cool. so long does that annoy you though how, how do you feel it, about it being an open secret within hollywood about these because not only just harvey weinstein there are other men who everyone knows who just you know sexually harass and assault women how do you feel that big celebrities work with these men and yet know what they do do you how do you feel about the problem as well was with you know they interviewed a couple of people who used to work with him mm-hmm. and like how they regret not saying anything because again, it was an open secret. So like one of the guys who's like quite high up in Miramax back in the day was like saying like he's regretful and stuff. But well, I mean, he, I understand because he said he, he said probably the most one of the most important things. He said it was quite shrug. Of, sh- you could shrug it off a bit. Mm. And he said the reason why that was because you got to understand the good as well as the bad. OK, we all know the bad, what he's done. But the good in Harvey Weinstein or the good thing about Harvey Weinstein was that he had this aura about him he has a charisma about him he has yes he's frightening and yes he's powerful and he's scary at times but when you're seeing him with Angelina Jolie you're seeing him going to purchase you're seeing him with Quentin Tarantino well, you have to have Brad a level Pitt. of something to you if you're going to get that successful you know exactly like you're seeing him with all these people and you mm-hmm. want to if you're in film or if you want to you know if you want to be you know in the thick of it especially with film and entertainment you just believe that that's just the way he is is the way people have to be in yeah. that and in, in that field so it does become struggle like you can shrug it off because we associate that behavior with successful people in that environment mm-hmm. um but so i understand i do understand to a certain extent employees i still think it's unacceptable that they they just you know it, it's i understand it but i don't think it's acceptable should i say yeah but i just i, I read a, i watched a document i watched a, a little interview with matt damon and um George Clooney, and they were talking about, you know, if we knew, we wouldn't have did it. I was watching the Joe Rog, um, Joe Rogan pro- podcast, and there's another guy on it, and he said everyone knew, and he said it like, guys, we talk, we talk, we're like, yo, yeah. I smashed this, oh, I smashed this girl, she's, <laughs> she's, oh, she's a day when she is. <laughs> so they, I feel like they knew that he was having sex with these women, whether they knew how forceful he was. I do think they did. Yeah, like where did, did, where, like, or if there was consent involved. In one, I feel yeah. like they did because in that interview, Matt Damon said he knew about what happened with Gwyneth Paltrow because 
Ben Affleck was going out with her at the same time and him and Ben were quite close. Ben had told him. But like for me, I'm like, if you know that and you're, and I feel like stories are being heard all the mm. time, not only just him having sex with women, but like him being forceful with it. How do you like, these do you celebrities have a responsibility. for us to judge because we're like looking at it from the outside. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it interesting is. to think of how you would be if you were. I wouldn't work with him. Like put yourself in their shoes. Like, I wouldn't work with him. Would you say anything? Or would you be just like, well, no one else is saying anything, so why will I? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I feel like, okay. But I think it was like, I think in his heyday, it was impossible to not work with him if you were almost yeah. at a certain level. I, I agree with that. I, I do think, and again, I do think you got to just look at your career and be like, you know what, yeah, I'm the shit. So at a certain point in your career, like Matt Damon and George Clooney, at a certain point, they're the shit. Like they can choose not to work with him and still have a successful career. Mm. So like, so for them to come out now after being in the industry and being famous for like 25, 25 years. Well, like, it's easy to come out after he's been taken exa- down. Exactly, and... exactly. So, so for me, I just feel like if they did this in like 2005, 2006, where they, again, they knew what was happening, everyone knew what was happening. I, like, I respect that because you got to a point in your career where you're like, you know what? I don't need to put up with this shit and no one should put up with this shit. So I'm going to take it upon myself to stop you in your tracks. Maybe they're worried that they'd be the only one to say anything and then everyone else would be like, oh no, what are you talking about? I do, okay. Oh, there's one thing that, I mean, I, feel I think like that's like a natural human thing, yeah, right? Like, I like it. No one wants to be the first person to. I mean, but like, I feel like, I get that if you're going into a dark room and there's like, everyone like, oh, no, you go, no, you go, no, you go. But when it comes to sexual harassment, it's like, yo, like, if you know something, speak the fuck up. Like, come on, like, mm. I'm not having that. You're a fully grown man. You got children. You got, you got, some of these, these guys have got children. Like, how would you feel if your child was in that position? I do think one thing, however, though, and we always, I feel like we always say this on this podcast, this, this, this topic always comes in, but social media definitely had a part to play in, in how fast he was able to decline. Oh yeah. I feel like if it was just, I feel, I do feel like if it was maybe, and I'll keep saying if they did it in like 2005 or 2010 or whatnot, I do feel like it's, it'll be easier. Well, it all was on Twitter, right? That's how it kind of blew, blew up. up. Yeah. But I do feel like if they did it back then, it's easier for powerful men to control traditional media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have no control over social media, so I get why it was able to blow when it did because we, as normal people, were able to get the information firsthand and just spread it and spread our opinions. Yeah, and like we what, took was it the down. New York Times that came out in first? Exactly. Like, yeah, but like, yeah, if if social media didn't exist, if people from other countries, like, how often are you seeing the New York Times? Exactly, not very often. And plus, like, you just put a gag order on it. Like, as yeah. soon as it comes out in the New York Times, yeah, he could sue the New York Times, but then everyone's got it mm-hmm. and everyone's talking about it. So I. I do agree, but I just feel like, regardless, fuck that. Someone should have said something before. Or someone big should have said something before. Even to shut you down, so what? Do you think there's more responsibility on, like, how do you feel about, like, the women speaking out versus the men who knew, apparently? Um, <laughs> the, uh, are we talking about the, the just everyday woman that spoke up about it? Or we're talking... Like, or either. Just I'm just, like, interested to see, like, your thoughts on, like, should there have been a responsibility of all these men who said they knew it was going on? Yeah. To say something to protect the women, or yeah, of is course, it more on of the course. women who were actually it, involved to speak out. It's it's on both. It's on mm. both. But I understand why the women wouldn't want to speak mm-hmm. out. I I I feel more empathy because like when you, you have to remember, it's a psychological thing as well. Mm-hmm. They are they've gone through a traumatic experience. So yes, we can. Well, it, even like when you think about rape, like so many rapes go unreported. Exactly. Like. Women in general, well, mainly women, I guess a lot of men too, are like fearful of not being believed. Exactly, stuff, so, yeah. exactly. But I, th- I think as as a 
as a as a as a man, knowing that other men are uh, another man or other men are doing this or putting women in these situations, and especially if you got if you're married or you claim you're in love with a woman or you got children, where's the empathy? That's the thing. Where's the empathy? Where where do you, how do you not put yourself in in that person's position, or that woman's position, and think to yourself like, oh my god, like how could anyone subject someone else to this? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, yo, like, I can't, I can't rate a lot of these guys. Right. I can't rate them. I can't rate them at all because it's just like, yeah, it's all good now saying, you know, yeah, it was really bad, but where was you? Mm-hmm. Like, you were part, like, for me, it's like, Harvey Wines, like, tackling individual or exposing individuals is just one thing. You gotta, you gotta, tackle the system that allow them to do what they do that's the bigger issue yeah i feel well i feel like it's easier for them all to like jump on like the moral bandwagon after it's come out (laughs) essentially they're part of the system that allowed Mm. him to do what he did you turn a blind eye so therefore you're part of the problem like you're like you can like people might be like oh well the women they should no i can understand why they wouldn't want to say nothing i understand that you think there was other people involved that like facilitated what he was doing. Oh yeah, without shadow of his assistants as well. Like I think mm. um there's one nanny that said that she was told by a few of his um assistants that he's a Hollywood type of guy, so just to warn you, like what the fuck does that mean? Like mm-hmm. like what they're trying to say is that he's a bit touchy feely and you know, <laughs> but like to let him <laughs> let yeah, let let him essentially. Like but like you can't like who can who like I I just don't understand the type of person that will allow that behavior. But if that behavior is just commonplace in the industry, it's just ne- second nature to people, mm-hmm. isn't it? So, you know, it, it's it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Do you, do you feel like powerful men feel like it's their given right to have any woman that they want? If we're gonna generalize a bit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think it's like an ego thing if you get to that level of power i feel like you kind of probably feel a bit invincible in a lot of parts of your life mm, mm. it's not just about women i think it's probably Everything. A lot of it, yeah it's interesting like just a sense of entitlement it's, it's interesting i did some research i don't really do that but you know i did some research <laughs> get the notes out elijah go on ipad is out and time for have elijah's have monologue some, <laughs> okay ladies and gentlemen we're ready for you know some of this the research segment of the of the podcast. <laughs> um, I can't remember who... Educate us all. Oh, good. I love doing that shit. Huh? I can't remember the name of the person that um said this, but powerful men... They said powerful men have both an overactive libido as compared to normal men, but they are also willing to gamble that they can get away with their sexual activities. Now, I want to just pause that... Interesting. I want to pause that there and go to um another, um another quote or another bit of research that I found on high testosterone levels. And mm. it says, d- d- dominant individuals also tend to be extremely competitive and are frequently endowed with what's commonly known as the killer instinct. In cutthroat business, it's, undeniable, it's an undeniable asset, but a driving need to compete with others under, under, sorry, undermines their empathy, understanding, and tolerance, and compassion necessary to sustain close, caring relationships. So, in some ways... It's very much a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you build your mentality. In order to succeed, you build your mentality to be so ruthless. Well, yeah, it takes a certain type of person, like I said, or to get to that level yeah. of power and yeah. success, you know? Yeah. yeah. And with that comes consequences. Mm. They, 
it's very hard to switch on and off. Do you think that's an excuse? Or like... And it, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's an excuse. I think... I just feel like, again, we live in a society that isn't good for us. So I feel like when you are living in a society where it's a dog-eat-dog world, mm -hmm. there's a reason why that, that saying is as popular as it is. When you're living in that dog-eat-dog world, you become a dog. You become... You get a, you got an animalistic mindset you know i'm gonna take what's Whatever mine ever to survive kind of thing yeah mm. survival survival of the fit is real talk survival <laughs> of the fit is real talk it is like it's, it's a shame to say that it's a, it's a survival of the fit so i'm not surprised that this type of predatory nature is within successful men because they've had to to get to where they the where they are they've had to develop this mindset of taking what i, what I want mm -hmm. and no one's gonna stop me um and then added to that uh, it goes on to say, um, in my opinion, it's the position of powerful power itself that makes men arrogant, narcissistic, egocentric, oversexed, paranoid, and craving even more power. Though there are ex exceptions to this rule, powerful men generally have a keen eye for female beauty and attractiveness. Every willing woman Ugh. confirms the power of a powerful man, which I think is very important as well. Mm. Like, it's true. Not over just a powerful man. Of a normal guy. If you walk down the road you and two or three girl give you the look, you're feeling like Mr. Incredible. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not, am I lying? You're feeling you're feeling good. You're feeling like wow. Like How often has happened to you, Alonso? You could be unemployed. You could you could the, the maddest thing could have happened to you. If two or three women give you some attention, they give you the eye, you're thinking life ain't that bad, you know. <laughs> we'll talk. So like and I, I also do think like what makes women so powerful is that they hold the one thing that men want the most, mm -hmm. which is sex. Women hold that. So I feel like for powerful men, they feel like... But if they can't have it, they're just going to go take it, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Or, as well as that, it's like, it's an even playing field. You got what I want, but I got... I I, I have... But they feel like they're so entitled to yeah. it. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they... like. I shouldn't have to ask you. You should be willing to have yeah. sex with me whenever I want. Why wouldn't you? I want, and you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's the kind of like mentality that these men... Um, these men do have. It's like how do you, but how do you combat that though? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like maybe changing the dog eat dog environment that we live in is, is maybe is, when you get to a certain level of power, you're susceptible to it. So those people uh, need to be watched. I, 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 I don't like. I don't want to think it's every man. No. You know, I don't want to think it's every man. Um, and I hopefully, I think education is important. Is an important part of of this. I feel like men. Well, the thing is, if I think if if men knew that they weren't going to be able to get away with it, they wouldn't even try it. I don't know. I feel like I or feel they'll like try it once and then get caught, and that's it. But then again, it's power. Like though. it's the environment that's available for them to be able to do it in the first place. And I get agree. Away yeah, with yeah, yeah, it. yeah. If I you agree. get away with it once, you're going to keep doing. You do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To satisfy whatever desire you're trying to fulfill. Yeah, I agree. With you. And I, I, I don't think. Like he, how long has he been doing it for? Years. Yeah, yeah. It's coming like twenty-five, so and it probably got more and more intense and let's just like we said it before mim said it before it's not just him they are like mm -hmm. hundreds probably thousands of men but if you get away with doing it you're gonna doing it. keep doing it because you have this urge so it's the environment that it breeds to be able to do it it's the system yes it's mm -hmm. the system i feel like education is is, is, the f is one of the first steps like educating ourselves as men educating the younger generation as well mm -hmm. like educating them i feel like we need to and my friend, I got a friend called Morgan, who's always talking about we need to re-educate ourselves on what masculinity and femininity mm -hmm. femininity is because we got such a distorted understanding of both. Yeah. Um, you know, as a man, you you feel like, you know, one word that's very susceptible with men is strength and power. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I feel like we've got such a, a weird understanding of what it means to be a man um, that when we get money or get, you get money or fame, then we believe that we're powerful and then it makes us act in a certain way, right. behave in a certain way. Um, and I feel like we need to just re-educate ourselves, go back to the drawing board and like really understand us from a, a really simplistic point as well as understanding femininity at a really simplistic point and then like just grow that understanding that we do have because it's very distorted at this present moment in time not only just when it comes to like sexual rest but for just anything like yeah. anything the way we rape women i feel like men sees the way fe- we rape women the, w- the, the way we rape women the way we rape not rape rate women. oh sorry how you said rape no, i said rate i was like rape. that sentence i was like when she, when, she, when she said that i was like oh, what did you think i just said did you I was like, oh, let me just read, let me just, for anyone, <laughs> anyone that was just listening. I was just sure, wait. I said, rate, rate women. Oh, you said again as well. I was like, you definitely said rape. No, 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 I said rate. I said rate women. Okay. Should I just say you respect? You those T's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let me rephrase that. Respect women. Okay. But I do, I do feel like we don't respect. You're going to get in trouble on the oh podcast. Oh my like. freaking good. Um, but I, I just is involved in it. I just don't think we um respect women i feel we see women as weak as well i think these men see women as weak as well what do you think of um his wife and like i know they're not together anymore but i think she was blamed or like questioned whether she had knew what was going on i don't Which, i don't know i don't like for me I, I don't know whether if she did then you know she has to hold some you sort think that's of another reason why you probably got away with for so long because it's like oh he's married like he wouldn't do anything like that um, i don't know maybe maybe I, I i do think if she um if she knew then you know sh- she has some questions that need to be answered mm. i wouldn't i would be surprised if she hadn't heard stories because that, that was his second wife um the one that just recently left him i would be surprised if she didn't have story hair, hair stories but you know when you're in love with somebody and you know that's the father of your children you are you tend to believe right. whatever they say like mm-hmm. it's all lies until it just gets on top um so yeah I, I i i don't know i don't know but i do you know if she didn't know or she wasn't fully aware of all the facts and man that's hard like i feel sorry for his children yeah of like having to, having to grow up and you know your dad's harvey weinstein like no one's <laughs> like gosh <laughs> you're mad for laughing for that that's a bit fucked up that's just there the drinking oranges. <laughs> He's like he's in the corner drinking oranges and laugh and laughing. But it's that's mad. Of Harvey Weinstein. I, I mean, it's, it's, it, I feel sorry for I feel sorry for his children. Like that's mad. Like your dad's Harvey Weinstein. Like, it's an L from there. You might have to change your name. Take your mum's name. Don't have a chance, do they? Take your mum's name. We'll talk. Take I your mum's name. Probably have. Yeah, fair. like no one wants to be a Weinstein but just, anymore. Just, I feel sorry for every other Weinstein that's not related to him. I, even if you are related to him, I feel so so like. The backlash that you're gonna get, like mm-hmm. the fact that people know, people will know about your dad and what he did for years, forever. I mean, yeah. that's what he's famous for now. Yeah. Forget the movies. Forget the movies. Like people just know him for that. So, you know, like, and again, like, I just the, the empathy. Like, how do you empathize with your kids? Like, you're doing this, knowing that you've got children. Like, w- like, where do you draw the line? That's why I feel like it's definitely psychological. Like, I was power has to say it has to be something psychological. Well, they say. Um, to literally be able to like switch off, you know. Or in another experiment, um, by a lady called Ducha Keltner, um, <laughs> in which she got a group of people to randomly she got a, hold on, one group of people got two groups. One group of people were randomly assigned to a condition of power. The people in the powerful group are prone to two shortcomings: they develop empathy defects and are less able to read others' emotions and take mm. others' perspectives, and they behave in an impulsive fashion. So it's power. the lack of empathy. It's the, it's the lack of empathy. 
I would say any of these people have zero empathy. Maybe they're born without any empathy. You think they were born without any empathy? Potentially. Potentially. Or they just, they're exactly conditioned. Yeah. yeah, they're just the conditioned. Well, I think a lot of your personality you're born with and maybe it could be interesting to see. I don't even know how you measure empathy, but anyway. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's conditioned though as well. Like, mm. it's conditioning. Like, I feel like Harvey Weinstein saw other men in his field that were doing exactly like, the same thing. But how thing. do you start doing it in the first place? Yeah. I wonder of what level of power did he start doing it? Or is he always, even when he was younger, done some ins- well, they, involved in some they shape said he or was form? A, they said he was a bully from from, from mm. you know, day dot. So, you know, like him being just a bully. Escalate. It's just as Yeah, just right. And there was no one. Like, like Donald Trump. We, we did a, a, a documentary of Donald Trump. Like no one told Donald that he was wrong at yeah. any point in his life. So therefore... He just believes breeds he, this kind of arrogance and everything. Yeah, confidence to do whatever. He, like if you don't tell someone that what they're doing is wrong, they're just gonna keep doing it, and it's just gonna grow and grow and mm-hmm. grow and grow. So no one told Harvey Weinstein that he was wrong. Yeah. So it grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. So, but I do think power. Like it's interesting because like we also did a matriarchal um, doc, uh, episode of matriarchy and living in the matriarchy. Is that you're uh, bigging up all the old po- all the old episodes? Well, you know what we're gonna do. <laughs> But like um, plug, 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 plug. Go and go and listen to that <laughs> if you if you can. But like my one of the thoughts I, I I had in my head was, is it it would power would the way we handle power be different if we lived in a different social environment? Because we live in a, obviously we live in a patriarchy. Everyone knows that in a patriarchal society. Well, maybe would the way yeah, we handle we're power kind of giving those men the space to get that powerful. But do you think the way we handle that power would be different if we lived in a matriarchal or in a bit in a more of a? Yeah, because then women would have the power. But the, uh, but no 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 no. And we women going around doing okay, that okay, shit. No no no. Let me just okay. Let's, that's that's good because I knew you was gonna say something like that. At least you're gonna be like smart and if shit. If you bring up gender, yeah, we're gonna. Smart. But like, okay, no no. Let's let's play with it like that. Do you think even if if we lived in a matriarchal society, women would act the same way that men act? That, okay, well, do you think powerful women will act the same way that powerful men act in a patriarchal society? So, like, I'm asking, power itself, do you think the way we handle power would change no matter who had that power? Or do you think those same women... I think it would probably be portrayed in different ways, but I think women can probably get as powerful and do crazy things, too. Yeah. Maybe not sexual predators, but... <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Like men would love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're dreaming of a better tomorrow. Female Harvey Weinstein. Oh my god, the female Harvey Weinstein. You know that is mad. I'm kind of turned on. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, okay, we cut the bit. I don't know if it's certain personality traits that lead to you having like that instinct for power. I don't know that can be different between men and women. So I don't know how it would play out in terms of female power. Yeah, but I, I just think it would just be interesting to see if we changed the whole dynamic, if if how we handled power would be different if the whole environment that we lived in was just totally different. I think I think mm. it would change. I feel like, yeah, obviously, you know, you're conditioned to, you know, act in a certain way in which you, in which you do. Um, well, if we're going back to the empathy thing, I think in general, like if we're t- talking quite broadly, like women i think naturally are tend to be more empathetic oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so if you think about it that way yeah, yeah i think yeah definitely be d- definitely be different um one one of the things that i've i've been um 
thinking about the most when it comes to this topic i read this and it's all about how we can change um the situation like the way that we deal with sexual harassment um one of the the ways of confronting of it was obviously listening to the stories of the victims and being mm-hmm. able to understand and really like be moved by what they say and then be called into action the second was um you know more women in position of power which is you know an obvious yeah. but the third one really intrigued me which was um breaking the myth that women are turned on by men with power now originally i was like maybe some women are i think a lot of women are yeah i think a lot of, and i feel like that's such a hard how do you break a myth that empower men because like a lot of powerful men believe in this myth but how do you break that myth when to a large degree that myth is kind of true mm. it's quite it's like a catch-22 situation how do you break that myth because i I guarantee you, if we put two identical people, made an Instagram profile, sorry, a, a Tinder profile for them, have one driving in yachts and in Dubai and living the high life, and you had just had another one who was just a cool guy, maybe a skater boy, put them on Tinder, I bet you the guy who had all the money or who had like looked like he had all the money would be the person that got more likes. Are women raised it. to be attracted to that? This is what I'm and that's, And I think... I think I think maybe back in the day it's like you know women were taught like you know you find a man who'll look after you and you don't need to work or whatever like that's the kind of goal yeah maybe that it stems from that I, and things are changing I, th- I think I agree with you I, I I came to that conclusion I think that from way back when centuries upon centuries upon centuries ago it was like that you mm. you, you looked for a man who could look after you could provide for you and to an extent, a certain extent and I the wealthy powerful men are the ones that the ones can that do, do that, that yeah. yeah and i think that that's been that's been infected into women the, the psyche of a woman for so many generations mm. hundreds of generations to the point where now you've got media the media companies um you got social media where now powerful men who control these 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 um companies can instantly implement that thought into your brain at such a young age mm-hmm. and then like you just you're just raised to believe i want a man that can i mean i that there's nothing wrong with that let's Security just say that. And there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that there's nothing wrong with that but like with that comes risks mm-hmm. which is that you empower uh, yeah a myth that leads to could lead to sexual harassment yeah it's crazy it's, that it's crazy I guess about empowering women to like to understand that they don't need that. Like, well, I mean, I, th- I think it's about empower- to get where they need to get to. I think w- how you d- how you deal with that is by ensuring that women look up like are able to provide for themselves. Yeah, that's the, that's the one difference between back then and like now. Like you're not dependent on you someone don't need like to depend. That. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to depend on anyone. You can make your own money. I think mm-hmm. that's the only thing that you can do to defeat that myth. Because then it's like, well, I can make my own money. I don't need. Yeah. I don't need you. Or we can make the same amount of money and look after each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way of defeating that myth. Otherwise, you're empowering a myth that leads to sexual harassment, which is so crazy. Yeah, and then if you get wrapped up and you've you've not like you won't leave because you've nothing, yeah. or you won't speak up because you then yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've nothing to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually it's actually so crazy. I, when I read that, I was just like, Whoa! How do you how do you, how do you um how do you escape that one? You can start. Are you attracted to men? Demystifying the myth. Are you attracted? Are you attracted to men who are no? 
Okay, that was um, very <laughs> sure. um I'm always me, the powerful one let me look in any my, relationship. I was expecting a long <laughs> I, I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting a long answer. I've got to look through my notes, see what what's up next. I'm, 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 <laughs> my god, you could have talked a little bit, Mims. <laughs> Are you attracted to powerful women, Elijah? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I am kind of You like being looked after. <laughs> no, 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 it's not even that. It's just I find I just find a a strong woman so sexy. That thing is I don't I don't feel me and a kid were talking about this the other day that like we got a, I got a friend who who I feel like a lot of men are intimidated by because she's beautiful and she she looks after her own and it's like I find that not necessarily her she's very attractive but I find <laughs> that those traits that she has so sexy like mm-hmm. not saying that I want a woman that that has money or anything like that but just a woman that who is secure in herself who um, can provide for herself. That's what I, I just find that hot, super, super, super duper hot, super duper, super hot. duper hot, super <laughs> duper hot. That's that, that's 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 um that's fire. Um, <laughs> there was another question that I wanted to ask you. Um, what would what would you do in that situation? Oh, uh, I I would like to say I would speak out, but you just don't know if you're until you're involved. Mm. I think it's so easy to be like, why didn't people speak up? Mm-hmm. So, and it's very easy to judge, but you just don't know. Have you, um, unless it was like, if it actually happened to me, I think that's a different story. But if you kind of knew it was going on and you didn't have proof or whatever, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. well, why would I speak up if no one else is? I'm not saying I would be like that, but I'm, I can't say, yeah, I'd definitely say something either. Okay. okay. It's, it's it's interesting because, like, um, I read a... Qu- I'd like to think I would. Yeah, no, I mean, I think everyone... Yeah, I think, like, you know, you would. <laughs> I think <laughs> you everyone know? would. I think they, they but, would. Yeah. But being in a situation is, is totally different from... It's like, but what, like, if the way up, you know, what do you have to lose or what could you potentially lose by doing it and are other people going to s- stand and say it with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's interesting because, like, I read something that said um, men... Well, it said two things. One, that powerful men sexually harass more women than men who are on an equal footing to their female colleagues. Um, what? Say that again. So powerful men sexually <laughs> harass m- more women, yeah. or women more, than men who are on an equal footing to their female colleagues. So if me and you are on an equal level, yeah, right. it's very like, it's less likely that a man's going to ha- sexually harass you who's on your level mm-hmm. than it is a man that's higher up. And right. I'm trying to, f- like, I don't know, I'm just trying to think in my head, like you know when you think like because like sexual harassment is a it's a very interesting topic in itself because like i mean it's gonna lead this is gonna lead on to my next documentary which i've already planned out but like i don't think a lot of people know what especially in the workplace what sexual harassment is but also, if you put it this way like if you knew your ceo was doing dodgy things would you say something Ooh. like that's kind of where you're oh that's a that's a po- good question you know that's Ooh. why i'm trying to put myself in that position that's the most relatable one I like we've have, we have jobs so like I w- if your ceo hasn't done something to you but you've heard things around the office do you say something i would say so if i'm if i'm uh, if i'm gonna answer that question what would i do uh, it depends okay one I, i'd either quit i would i would quit there's there's no way i could work for somebody that like that mm-hmm. for example but i understand that it's not solving the problem though no that's no, no, just no, 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 that's definitely not solving the that's problem. holding yourself on a, like that's taking yourself out of situation, situation so you yeah. don't have to deal with it true true but i would say that not saying it's wrong no but no no, no but yeah. I, I would say that depending on how close i am with the person or the people the individuals that you know this has happened to if i if i had a good relationship with them um i would say speak up 
or like say for example your colleague says like this happened to me oh yeah then and then you like advise them to go tell someone but they won't what do you do i will respect their decision like i can't there's but nothing then do you go and say it no because then it puts them in that position mm. and like so it's quite complicated yeah it's a very complicated yeah. but i would i would say regardless i i, I will back you like i mm. will back you and i wouldn't i couldn't work for that person i could i couldn't make that person money because that's what you're doing in it you're making that person money yeah or you're keeping them employed if, if that's your manager or whatnot you're keeping them employed because you know hopefully you're doing a good job and that good job mm -hmm. leads to them doing a good job in themselves um you know if that person was really close to me yeah there's a conversation that needs to be had with me yeah. and the person like i'm gonna have to be like yo big man come into the room we need to talk to you <laughs> but if you touch her again i swear <laughs> to god i'm gonna punch you up you know <laughs> like, I, go, I go i go i go fully get on his ass it's um, hard it's like the more you think but about it's hard it, like, though it's a hard one like relative to your life you can kind of understand how he got away with it for so long yeah yeah especially when you're working for him yeah you know this is a place where it's it's happening here yeah it's like working for microsoft in the, in the 90s like mm -hmm. it's popping off here if you want a career in this yeah, shit yeah exactly that is where you want to work but then you find that out it's like oh yeah do i put my do i put and you're like well why is no one else saying anything yeah like what why should yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a tough one yeah, yeah it's a tricky one it's a sticky one again as you said it's easy for us to judge on this side mm -hmm. of the fence especially now it's you know it's yeah. after the after situation but Again, I, I I would always say like if you're make if you're thinking about this and you're trying to make a decision, you gotta ask yourself like the question like how do the victims feel? Mm -hmm. And for me, I think it'll always lead back to that like what are my morals? Yeah. And how like uh, and how can I empathize with the victims? I'm like okay, cool. Regard forget about money. I, I gotta I can't be in a situation anymore. Mm -hmm. That's just me in it. That's just me. That's just me. I think it's I think it is probably easier. If number one, you haven't got a family that depends on your income, yeah, and I think it's easier if you got a certain va certain list of values that you have that you're not willing to compromise, because mm -hmm. then it's just easier to make a decision. If you if your values are skewed some way, same sh in some way, shape, or form, then you can find an excuse to stay where you, where you are. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, it's an interesting one. But yeah. yes. We're gonna wrap up that that, that, <laughs> that, 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 that for the documentary. Um, definitely. We haven't come up with a solution, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but um, no. If um, yeah, if you got any thoughts, please hit us up at, at bringyourownopinion. Um, dot com on on the website. <laughs> at bringyourownopinion on Instagram. I kind of I said it in a little while. <laughs> I said it in a little while. What the hell is this podcast called again? <laughs> um, and have a good good evening. Bye. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on bringyourownopinion.com and on Instagram at bringyourownopinion. Bring your own opinion and let us know your thoughts on the topics we discuss. <laughs>